So, so Lori said, hey, hey, I'm so excited for today's Clear Talk. I just wanted to let you know your last Clear Talk really helped me last week. Um, I shared it with a few friends. I, sh- I shared it with a friend also, and it helped her immensely too. It affected me so much that you were in my dream reiterating it with me uh, to me uh, personally. The dream felt so real, I clearly, pun intended, meant to get your message drilled into my brain. So you said a lot of my dream, and I remember uh, everything I remember, and it's in my subconscious now. And so I'm sure, um, uh, thank you so much. You have literally helped me free me from my mind jail. She said I freed her from her mind jail. You did but I got to help from the things we're talking about. So if anyone else has a mental prison going on, then this show obviously could help you out, uh, show you how to get rid of that crap. And so Miranda, I'm so happy, uh, uh, sorry, Lori Miranda, I'm so happy that uh, you sent me this message and I asked if she has a question and I haven't read it yet. So she said, yes, actually there is. I remember at Reborn, you were talking about motivation, I think desire. How how one starts off strong but starts off like uh, like with fire and strong but burns out but the other continues. Okay, so I'm going to translate this into English, my beautiful friend. Um, are you yes. recording the Blue Yeti? Yes, I am. Um, so the question is, how does one start off strong but start off like fire and strong but burns out? Okay, so how does one start off strong with a goal with motivation and then burns out? So it's a good question. That's it's Lori. I hope that's the question you're asking, um, and then I'll answer it. I think we're frozen. Before no. no, I'm watching. I'm here. Before we get into the questions, okay. Give you a quick update. I want to give everyone a quick update of what is going on in the world of uh, Armin, so you guys can kind of like live with me. That'd be cool. We just finished a three day seminar. It was incredible. Uh, I'm super happy I get to do these uh, these three day seminars. We we change lives. Like it's. It's insane what happens and what we go through. So um, thank you for everyone who came out to the three-day seminar as well. The next one's going to be the Reborn Experience. It's in March 20th, 21st, 22nd. You can grab your tickets at thereborn.experience.com where we overcome all the fears, insecurities, and indecision in people's minds. So um, that was pretty awesome. We just finished that up. We literally left the hotel this morning and got here in a hassle. We haven't had breakfast yet. Like We're just here for you guys just to help out. So we're excited for that. So uh, Lori, thank you for that message as well in the morning. If this is helping you guys out, don't be afraid to send me a message. I would love to know how we're helping out. Clear Talk is is specifically designed for entrepreneurs who want clarity. Um, and it's not just entrepreneurs. Anyone who needs something, you know, cleared up in their mind. Um, you know, I'm, I'm calling the like coaching sessions now a clear talk. Let's have a clear talk. Let's have a talk about something you got to get clear on. So it's pretty cool stuff. How do you feel, Jeanette? Um, you know, I feel great. I think you can hear it in my voice. You maybe potentially might hear it in Armin's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but we, no matter what, even if we're tired, we got to be here. We got to show up and uh, provide value as much as we can. So. Good. How do you feel, Upton? Same thing. Um, you can hear in my voice. I lost it, not because I'm tired, but because last night was awesome. It was. <laughs> <laughs> last night was great. Our favorite part of these three-day seminars is... Uh, the last night when we all hang out in the hotel, just talking about how great the weekend was, and uh, we can't stop laughing. Can't stop laughing. Uh, so it's great. Uh, you know, I, I'm in, I'm in awe. Like I'm in shock. Yeah. We, last we, night I was looking at Janelle. I'm like, is this real life? <laughs> is it is it real life to have a life where your work is so fun so you can't fun. stop laughing? Like, is yeah. this real? And she was like, I'm in shock. I'm still trying to. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm dreaming. <laughs> I'm like, because this is work. Like, we're in the back of the seminar. Our students are, like, doing the work and having fun. I'm like, 
we're just dying of laughter in the back. Everyone's having fun. It's good energy, good music. I'm like, this is work. Yeah. This is our work. Our work is something we love, something that's enjoyable, something that's fun, something like we don't want to go home. Like our students are like, we don't want to go home. Elisa's on. She's like, I don't want to go home. I'm like, don't go home. We'll do a, we'll do a fourth day of the seminar. Don't go home. Right? Like, um, it's just, it's crazy. Did you share the link in the, uh, the chat? I did. Okay, yeah. awesome. So, okay, let's hop into the questions. I want to start helping people out here. Um, for everyone watching, you know, thank you for, for tuning in. By the way, one month anniversary. This is our fourth episode. Wow. Fourth week in a row. Let's give it a hand. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Uh, you know, time flies when you're getting clear. So, uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's a month in where our goal is to go 52 weeks strong before we decide to do anything different. So, uh, yeah, Christine says, wonderful. You're living your dream, uh, your dharma. Uh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And I, want, and I want everyone from this show to get the, no the clarity they need to do the same thing. So, uh, so let me answer Lori's question actually first. Yeah. She says, how does one start off with fire and maintain it and not burn out? So I'll tell you this right now. Number one, if it's a true desire, a burning desire, it doesn't burn out. Let me tell you that right now. I've been doing this work for four years now. I still haven't lost my desire for what I saw four years ago. So a real desire that burns like inside of you, it's so nice, it doesn't burn out. Like, let me just be honest with you there, okay? So it shouldn't burn out ever. Now, how do you maintain motivation? The desire you don't need to maintain, it's a desire for a reason. But how do you maintain motivation? Stimulants, okay? Stimulants of the mind. Like music is good to get you stimulated. Motivation is literally standby motive. So you got to know why you want what you want. You got to constantly remind yourself what it gets you, what you know, what it gets people around you, what it's doing for you, what how it feels. Um, if you look at my walls here on my on my uh, on my in my in my office, I have like sticky notes and papers and stuff that remind me. Um, here's a good one. You guys want to see a really cool one? I go to uh, I do some like dream building things. Um, I had a, a couple friends last year. We went to a dealership, um, a Ferrari, like, you know, like high-end dealership. And we walked in and, you know, we were test driving some cars. And I said, you know, eventually one day my, I'll be able to afford, uh, you know, owning a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, all these things, right? So, see, I'm putting in my subconscious mind the economic freedom I'm going to accumulate will allow me to do these things. So what did I do? I go in there as if I already can afford these things and I walk in, I shake hands with the sales reps. And you know what I did? I took, I made friends with one of the salespeople there, I love them. I took their business card and, I, and I'm like, you know, one day I said, I told them, I'm like, I'm gonna be back and I want you to sell me the car. And they're like, yeah, absolutely, sir. And I walked out and I took the business card, I have it taped on my wall here. So see, these are like ways to place things around me that creates the motivation and maintains the motivation. That's not the only reason I'm doing it. In fact, I don't even care about owning a Lamborghini or anything like that. But it's another, um, it's another like sign, another reminder of what's there when I get there. That's all I'm saying. Even if I get there and I don't want that and I don't want to spend it on the car, I don't want. But knowing that I have the Lamborghini, uh, you know, sales representatives, uh, I have actually three. I have Audi because my favorite car is an Audi R8, which I will have, uh, you know, very shortly, actually. Um, the Lamborghini, I have that one and a Rolls Royce one for the really big vision. You know, the long term, I'm like, I'll get picked up in a Rolls Royce. This is just financial I'm talking about, right? There's other riches. But I have the, the, the business card of the person on my wall. So every time I look back, I know subconsciously, oh, yeah, yeah, that happened and this is happening. If I have nothing around me to remind me of what I'm working towards or what's coming out of it, then it's very easy to fall off. Are you guys following me here? So that's how this kind of works. 
Um, that's just one thing. Music is another. I'm always playing Avengers music, superhero music. I use soundtracks. You guys want to know a little secret? I use soundtracks. And the soundtracks from the movies that I love, they stimulate me again to feel like the superheroes in the movie. And so that always keeps me going. Um, but mostly, um, the third thing I'll give you as well, Lori, is uh, self-talk. Okay, self-talk in in uh, in thinking of rich with Napoleon Hill. Self-talk is is re is represented as auto suggestion, and auto suggestion means what are you suggesting to your own subconscious mind all the time, on a daily basis, like hundreds of times per hour. I am saying things to myself. Like even when I got out of my car to come up to my office to film this, I was like throwing me in front of the camera. I was like throw me in the show, throw me in the clear talk show, see what happens. How many lives are going to be changed? How much fun we're going to have? See, I'm constantly priming my own mind all the time. I'm my number one fan. I'm my number one supporter. You got to do the same thing for yourself. Uh, my coach, Sonny, he says uh, self-compliments equals self-confidence. You can write that one down. Self-compliments equals self-confidence, okay? It's, it's really, really, really powerful. Self-compliments equals self-confidence. And it's, it's funny because Sonny was at a fireside chat. He's like, when I'm working, I'm sitting there and I'm like complimenting myself. Like, I love my hair. I love my eyes. I love my face. I love my business. I love my work. I love my family. I love my life. And people walk by hearing him and they go like, what the hell are you doing? He goes, nothing. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But it's so automatic. You guys getting this? So it's all about... Filling your mind. Look at your mind like a container, okay? Look at your mind like a container. What are you filling in it? Are you filling a bunch of random crap? I had a friend, we were talking. He starts telling me about what's going on in the world news-wise. Okay, it's gonna get political for some of you. Uh, you. You might get controversial if you are passionate about the politics. I'm not passionate about politics. I'm passionate about humans. And humans are a part of the politics. That's the part I care about, not the politics. So I'm passionate about the humans and he's like, you know, all this stuff's happening. And he's telling me all the details of how he knows what's happening in the world somewhere. And I'm like, wow, how do you know all this? Oh, you know, I just read up on it. I'm like, well, you know, you only have a limited amount of, of things you could think about at a time, five to seven things at a time consciously before you can't think of any more or else you feel overwhelmed. I'm like, the real estate of your mind is very, is very expensive. You just sold two to three pieces of that spot to a bunch of random shit that does nothing for you. No, no, I'm just, I just wanted to know. I'm like, no, it's not just about wanting to know. Don't just want to know stuff. Only know in your mind what you need to know to get what your purpose is. But Armin, that's too selfish. No, it is absolutely insulting, not to yourself, not just to yourself, to God, but your family, to fill your mind with random irrelevant facts that you can't do anything with. That's more selfish. That's more selfish. That's insulting. Don't do that. Be self-kind enough to only fill your mind with the things necessary you need to know. That's why I don't know what's going on in the world to detail. I know generally. But you ask me, I can make conversation with you, but I don't care. You say, Armin, that, that doesn't mean you, you don't care about the world. I do. That's why I'm not watching that stuff. Because if I did, I would be too disoriented from all the happening for me to focus on doing something now. It's, it's a different thing to be knowing the problems in the world and be solving them. They're two different things. Just because you know about them doesn't mean you solve them. We got Australia burning, burning to crap. Mm. I know this. I'm not posting about it, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I, I know about it. I know enough to know it's happening. But I can't physically right now fly over and save each, it's not logical, it's not realistic. I can at most donate money or start a fundraiser, but it's not my passion. 
someone's passion is. And, and I saw a really good video. There is a company out there, uh, Billion Trees or whatever. Yeah. They literally have like crews of hundreds going in and saving the animals. See, someone, see that person or that organization, they care. So we have people that care about different things. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has to care about everything. <laughs> Right? One person cares about homeless people and does something for them. One person cares about feeding people and does something for them. I care about people's sanity, their confidence. I care about that because that the confidence, self-esteem of a person is what causes them to do great things. So I do things for them. Right? But in my mind, just because I know about it, it doesn't mean I'm solving it. I'm solving it in my best way possible, what I'm good at. I'm doing some I might spark the fire in the person who used to have low self-esteem to do something about it. That's my part. That's my part. If many of you don't know, I'm uh, my family was Muslim. When we came to Canada, they turned they converted into Christian. So I grew up with like both sides, like learning about Muslim and Christian. Um, and I'm not religious, so I, I just believe in God. And so the way I could explain it to you is I understand there's a higher power. I understand I'm not the you know the top of the food chain. Humans are not the, obviously not the top of the food chain, um, or at the top of the you know hierarchy of like power. There is a higher power, whatever you call it, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you realize it's all about love and connection and it's a loving thing. That's all I need to, that's all we need to know here. As long as we get to the point of the philosophy of every religion, it's the same concepts. It's all about treating each other properly, make sure you do unto others. Like that's really what it is. All saying the same message. So I care about the philosophy of religions because it actually is true as opposed to all the rituals and stuff we make around it to make it like egotistically like I'm different than you. I don't believe in that. But I grew up with these with this data. So I'm saying this to you for uh, for actually a very uh, um, important point. When I grew up, I learned a lot about this. I remember um, I would be in churches, right? Because that's where we would go. And I would see a bunch of people, like I would talk to people and they'd be like, oh, well, I have to change these people. I have to change them. They have to understand, they have to understand, you know, Jesus is God. Like they were so at, you know those people? Not just Christians, religious people that are, are, are imposing their their beliefs on you they don't know how to do it like they just don't understand no one wants to be convinced that they're wrong <laughs> no one likes that okay it's not how you change a person it's not how you influence them i remember i had a conversation with someone i said well i'm not going to do that I, I was really young i was like 12 and i still remember i'm like i do want to help people but i don't know why i'm called to in i'm actually having a moment here wow I remember telling this person, I, I feel like I have to go into the world. This is how I used to talk back then. I'm like, I feel like I have to go into the world of sin and connect with sinners to show them that they can be saved. Mm -hmm. I remember saying, I got chills. I remember I said that. And you know what I meant when I said that at 12 years old? For some reason, I'm like, you guys at church, and I'm, this relates to every religion. I'm just saying like the, the organization of a, of a religion. Yeah. I said, you guys at church are only helping the people who want help. What about the ones who don't? They don't know it. True. I'm like, you only talk to the people who are looking to church, come to church. I'm like, the people at church already have some type of intelligence on this. They don't need any more help. They're just learning. What about all the people that don't know what exists? And for some reason, when I was sitting there talking to this person, I don't know if they knew how to respond. I said, I feel like my purpose, my job is not to be in the church being a pastor or being in the church and like helping out with the organization, I think you guys got that on, on down lock. I think you locked that down. I said, my job might be to go into the middle school, like at that time I was in middle school, I'm like, and see the kids there that they don't even know this stuff is, exists. And at that time to me it was like Christianity was like helping them like, you know, figure out life. Right now I've grown more intelligent. I've learned a lot of different things. I understand it's almost the same concept. It just the philosophy of these religions is teaching us the same concepts. So I portray those concepts in my way that I'm good at. And I target people that don't, don't know where to find it. 
I realize now that I actually grew up to do exactly what I said. That's crazy. Holy shit. Look at you getting clear on clear talk. I'm getting clear on clear talk. Let's give it up for clear talk, man. That's good. Wow, I'm just having a moment. It's actually beautiful. Can we uh, give some shout outs? Yeah, sure. Um, so, actually, some comments. Uh, Lori Miranda says, Hey, Christine Guerrero. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, it says, Yo, great to be here, uh, Lori Miranda. Uh, there's also, she said, I wish I remembered your exact wording from Reborn. Uh, Jessica says, Clear. Lauren Sarez says, Yeah, it's good. And we got down here also a one. Christine says, "Wonderful, you're living your drama." No, Dharma, it's Dharma. Dharma. Yeah, we read that one. Yeah, uh, Lori Miranda says, "Yes, Hans Zimmer is one of my favorite composers." Yeah, hundred um, percent. And yeah, just shout out to you guys, Kelly, Christine, everyone who's on. Oh man, well, we got a lot of people on by the way on on Instagram Live. What's up to everyone on Instagram Live? <laughs> And what's up to the other live we have going on here? Um, yeah, that is Upton, Al Kareem. That's Upton. Hey, so, Al Kareem. Yeah, Al Kareem. Love to you, brother. <laughs> so, okay, so, so we got to answer some questions, obviously. Um, but, but just to wrap this part up, um, first of all, if you're watching right now, so a quick share challenge because, you know, after getting Lori's message, I realized people need to hear these messages. So right now as you're watching, do me a quick favor. Let's get this, let's get everyone clear. We can't be selfish enough to keep this to ourselves. So click that share button real quick and share it out so people can start watching with us right now. Share challenge, click it right now. Click the share button and share this video. Share the live so people can tune in. Um, and also send it to a few friends that you think if they need to listen to this. Um, and so just so you guys know, you get the replay, the episode of this on YouTube after we, you know, if you're a part of my email list, I send it out to you before and after everything is thing. You're gonna find on IGTV, LinkedIn. But let's do a share challenge real quick, share it up so that people can tune in and be a part of the conversation. Okay, so um, so yeah, I just realized, you know, that's that's my, my point was to that person, by the way, is that not everyone's supposed to do one way of helping. Not everyone is meant to help the same way. Some person is and you know, the example I gave them, I said, you know, a homeless person, right? They might not be able to come to church like right away at that time. That's how I was talking. I said, but there is someone that walks across the street and tells that person that they have potential. That person may not even be a Christian. But they left a part of the journey of transformation in them. They were a part of that. Mm -hmm. I said, so someone's change, change happens from different variables. Yeah. And you know what I was telling, um, what I was trying to say to them? I said, I'm just a vessel. And it doesn't take one vessel. I'm just a vessel though. Meaning I might be the one part, like I might just be a part of the, the transformation of a person at the age of, 15 when I met them, but when they're 20, they're going to meet someone else and they're going to teach them something. And at that age, I don't know how that was thinking about this kind of, like, I don't, I don't even know how, like, I'm just going back now. If I met me then now, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, how are you thinking about this stuff? But I don't know. I just, I was. And so, so now I'm, I'm actualizing it. And I realized like that was right. Like what I'm saying is true. Cause I'm just one part. You guys are watching clear talk is just one part of transformation for you. Maybe you hear something here that, that blows you away, but that's just the beginning. I might just be the starter. Yeah. I might get you to start thinking, but then you'll meet someone that gets you go deeper. Then you meet someone else that gets you to make a change. So we're all just interconnected, helping each other move forward. That's all this is. That's really all this is. 
So, okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing for everyone who shared. Okay, let's get into the questions. Like that was that was the first question. How do you stay motivated? Oh, you got that? You want to write this down? How do you get? How do you stay motivated? How do you start with a burning desire and maintain the motivation? Put my three questions. My three answers were number one, music. Okay, music. If you love music, use it. Number two, leave suggestions around the wall. I have business cards of the you know car dealerships I'm going to go to. I have things written on my wall of the things I want. I have my own. I wrote my vows to myself. My coach taught me that one. Sonny Verma said, you know, I want you to write a list of vows to yourself. So I have vows to myself. Like I vow to myself to stay committed. I vow to myself to do the right thing for myself. I vow, I vow, I vow. So write a vows list to yourself. Get married to yourself and your vision, not just a person. And the last one was obvious. That's exactly uh, and the last one is what you tell yourself all the time. On a daily basis, I'm, I, I'm coming in the show. I'm like, throw me in the camera. Like, throw me in front of the camera. Look what's going to happen. I have four cameras in front, five cameras in front of me. I'm like, throw me in front of you. Let's see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. See the confidence. It's not always that. Maybe I didn't feel like that when I started, but I'll say it. Yeah. I go to the gym. I'm like, throw me in the gym. The weights aren't ready. The weights aren't ready. My trainer, I swear to God, I'm like, the trainer's not ready. Um, the machines are breaking today. I'm breaking a machine today. My legs aren't ready. Get me a wheelchair because I'm going to work out so hard. I'm rolling now. Like, see the stuff I say? It's to push it to my mind. I wake up. I'm waking up. I'm like, today's going to be a great day. You know why? Because I'm going to make it one. True story. That's what I say. Every day, since day one. True story. Throwing it back four years now. Five years now. I, I used to have vlog. I used to vlog 140 days of my life I have on video. It's private. No one's ever going to see it until like one day I don't feel I told I look so stupid. But I remember every day I would wake up and I'd be like, it's going to be a great day. You know why? Because I'm going to make it one. That's how I started every one of my vlogs. Yeah. Every single, I didn't care who the f was around. I always started this way. Um, and it's true. Like to this day, I wake up and I say my goal to myself out loud. This is the this is the thinking rich system. And I sit there and I say it. I go, it's going to be a great day. I'm like, just throw me into the day. See what happens. I'm like, see this, like, throw me, like, hold me back. Like, when, I, when I'm speaking to my seven, I was like, throw me on stage. Throw me on stage. See what happens. See, I want you guys to start doing that to yourself. You know what happens? You start getting motivated. Yeah. You feel it inside. You're like, yeah, just throw me in there. And nothing going to stop me. Just throw me in. Like, like, are you ready? Anyways, next question. Uh, before I read the question, Sani underscore XO says, you're the best. I love you. Sani. Sani. Okay, great. Thanks for tuning in. So, how do you come up with a great business name? Ooh, that's a gr We just talked this weekend. Who, who asked this? I, this doesn't matter. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, let a me. special person. Okay, okay. We keep. Really? That's my question. Oh my I'm God. I'm just throwing in my own questions now. We got the whole Clear Talk crew just throwing in their own questions. All right, so here's how you, th okay, we just actually taught this this weekend. Here's how you come up with a good business name, okay? Make sure the business name, number one, is catchy, okay? Number one rule, catchy. If you're building a business, make sure your business name is catchy. The reason is because you want people to be able to say it fast, easy, and when they're talking to other people, it's easy to re remember, and it's self-explanatory. It's the second characteristic of a great business name. You know, um, my, my speaking uh, my speaking company is called Elite Speakers Academy. That's the academy we built. Elite Speakers, pretty self-explanatory. If you want to be a great speaker, you go there. Um, and ESSA is the acronym. Very catchy. Have you gone to ESSA? You have the ESSA experience. So you want to create it like that. Reborn, right? Reborn is not self-explanatory. That was something I failed on because I didn't have this training back then when I started. But it is catchy, you know? Uh, have you gone to the Reborn, the Reborn experience? Reborn, Reborn, right? Um, so... Company names, right, or business name, make sure it's catchy and make sure it's self-explanatory. Now, if you're building things, a product, make sure the product, the name of the product is, is saying the end result that the client wants at the end of it all. Whatever the product is, if it's a service program product, um, say what it is. Like, make sure the end result 
is what the client wants. Because then when they see the name, they see what they want and they know they'll have it. Does that make sense? So that's how this is supposed to work. Don't make a name just based off what you think is cool. Make sure what your clients want, like what your market wants, is also like it's in there. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Next question. How would you market yourself to an audience who doesn't know you exist yet? Ooh, good one. I'm going into business this one. Um, whew. How do you market yourself to an audience who doesn't know you exist yet? First of all, everyone doesn't know you exist until you market, so it doesn't matter which audience it is. Um, everyone starts at zero. You got to start putting out content like all the time. And the way you do it to an audience that doesn't know you exist, you have to study that audience to some degree, figure out what their language is. So if, if, if I'm in a personal development industry, which I am, I know I got to use words like power, confidence, like transformation, change, impact, because I know those are the words of my market. So if I go into a market there, I'll make sure I use those words with what I'm doing so that they see a, gap, a, a bridge. You gotta build a rapport, a connection with these audiences. The only way to do that is to go into their world and see how they talk. Um, but the greatest way to do it, the fastest way, is publish content. You know, I was teaching my students this, this weekend. Um, you know, when I started my business, I had nothing. I had no reputation, I had no background, I had no connections, and I had no social media presence. And I started with just doing lives every day. I was doing a live like two, three, four times a week. And I was talking about the topics and my message and the things that I, I, I loved that I wanted to offer to people. And eventually people who like that showed up. Mm -hmm. And then you create a, a marketplace for that and they know now you're an authority figure there. I'll tell you how, I'm gonna piss some people off. I'll tell you how you shouldn't do it, okay? Or at least not the long-term way. I mean, if I, if I you know, pay someone $50,000 or whatever it's, it costs to write my own book that you know, is not really like something I even really wrote, um, and, uh, and, uh, make everyone, make my whole family buy a copy of it for a cent on Amazon just so I can get an Amazon bestseller title and then go into the marketplace and go, I'm an Amazon bestseller. That's why you should listen to me. I don't think that's a great way to do it. Just my opinion. I, I really don't. If you're going to be an author, be a real author. Um, and when I say real, I mean, actually, if you're going to be a bestseller, like you better be on Oprah because bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers, they get serious publicity. Um, so I wouldn't fake it. I never faked it. When I started, I started genuinely. I was a starter. Like I, I genuinely was a student still when I was teaching what I was teaching. But I made a bunch of lives and I talked about it and I talked to people and I did lots of free stuff for people because I was looking to better myself. And so all of that genuine, sincere, purpose-driven work I did, people connected to that and my marketplace found me. So, you know, and make sure your stuff's good. Here's a greatest, here's a, the, the, I'll top it off with this answer. The way you market yourself to, uh, to an audience that doesn't know you yet Make sure whatever the hell you're offering, or whatever you're giving them, is so good. Like, become uh, obsessed with creating a great product or program or system or whatever you're offering in your business that they talk about it. I've had more business from referrals through my, all my seminars because my programs are like insanely impactful than my marketing brings in. And so all of that not only is free sales for you because you don't have to pay to get those leads, but also you're creating culture. People love hearing about you. They love listening to you. They love uh, buying your stuff or whatever it is. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah. We're, we're blowing through questions. <laughs> yeah, we've gone through three. Three? Okay, good. <laughs> um, how do you find the perfect partnerships to fund and or fuel your business? Mm. Uh, be a perfect partner first. 
I think I genuinely believe people might not like my answers because they're true. Because <laughs> they're true. Because it's the hard it's the hard truth. How do you find the perfect partner? Be the perfect partner. Have you had a problem finding a perfect partner for your business? It's because you're not a perfect partner. No, Armin, I am a perfect partner. Everyone screwed me. That means you're just shitty at choosing partners because you still don't know what a perfect partner is yourself. You're, Armin, that doesn't make sense. Armin, don't say that. You're talking more. I'm going to stay foggy. Okay, no problem. Let me just be honest with you. The way you find good people is you become the person that they want to work with and they'll find you. I'm going to say that again. The way you find good people is you become the person first and they will find you. And this actually relates to everything. Relationships, business, clients, everything. Everything. You don't find a... Let me, let me ask you a question. Let's just look at a relationship. If you're like a 7 out of 10, like you know it. You know you're like a five out of ten. You know, you know, like you, you still gotta exercise a little more. You gotta learn a little more. You're still a little broke. Like you know, you're five out of ten. Like you're a good person, but you're like my league is in the fives. Like you know, inside your own, like you know, because you're not at peace with the shit you're doing yourself. Okay, how do you expect to be with a ten? I'm just curious. Is there any logic to it? How would you feel dating a ten? Insecure. That's the that's the answer. You'd feel insecure. That's why you don't. That's why it doesn't happen. That's why you never see it. That's why I never see it. Sometimes you're like, oh, but I see like really beautiful people with really ugly people. First of all, that's your opinion and you're rude. Second, (laughs) second, you don't know what that ugly person you're saying has inside. They might be the most incredible personality in the world. And that 10 person loves it. Don't fool yourself. Okay. So if you're in business, like I'm telling you from experience, I've gone through lots of people. Lots. Some of them might be watching. You know who you are. <laughs> I've gone through lots. I have no shame to say that. They know it. I know it. No, of I have had many people come through my business, <coughs> whether boasting about what they're going to do with for me or with me, and then like nothing happens. Or genuinely came, did a lot of things, and left because they grew out of it. That's fine too. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Right? I have no, I, from what I understand, there's no burn bridges I have, from my side at least. But going through like dozens of people that I, every and every person I met, I always had this expectation, like you could be my business partner one day. Cause that's what I want to do. In my company, I want to create opportunity. I don't, I'm not egotistic like, oh no, I'm the boss. I don't give a shit if I'm the boss. If you're the boss, great. Just make sure the company grows. <laughs> make sure the company grows and we're all making money. You're the boss now then. If you're better than me at this, great, let's do it. I'm in. But going through all those dozens of people, I eventually start to realize I have insecurities that I need to fix. And the moment I did, let me tell you something. They come out of nowhere like unicorns that didn't exist. They just show up in your life. I don't know. You just run into them. You think about them out of nowhere. You Something happens and you connect. And then it's almost like seamless partnership. I mean, like it's like you don't have to think about it. You catch each other's thoughts. Everything's working perfectly. Harmony. You gotta become the person first. Because if I had disharmony in myself, it'd be very hard to to attract a harmonious person. And it would be impossible, energetically, let alone logically. Logically, because they just won't want to be around me. Okay? So look, confident people don't work for insecure people. They don't. I'm gonna, let me say that again. I don't think you understand. A confident person does not get employed by an insecure person. Say, no, Armin, they, they do. I see that all the time. The boss is always, no! That confident person isn't confident then. If someone's sure of themselves and they're secure and they know their value and they know what they can offer, they wouldn't work for someone that they know they can do better than. They would find someone that is respectably going to be able to provide something more for them or equally to them.
A lot of insecure people work for competent people, though. That's also normal. Why? And it's not insecure bad ways. I mean, like, people who still have things to work on. Why? Well, because the confidence person gives them something they don't have themselves. They give them certainty in themselves. They give them something to work towards in life. That's why leaders have vision. But the followers don't. They have, they have good, um, what's the word? Uh, like, not application. But they have great, like, um, support. Like, they know how to take the vision help. They're amazing helpers. But sometimes they don't have vision. So if you want to also be a great partner, like if you want to be a good leader in your business, you better be a great visionary. Your vision must be the biggest. And the moment anyone in your team has a bigger vision than you, just know you're either losing them or they're taking over. Just know that. There is no way around it. No way. You know how many people I get coming to, uh, like meeting me through clients and coaching, whatever, and they always say like, I've outgrown my workplace. I've, we had someone this weekend. I've outgrown my workplace. Well, guess what? Either that person is going to take over that place or they're going to leave and build a bigger company. What's the common variable here? How big they're thinking. That's it. So I know as, as a leader myself, my, my number one duty, no matter what, is to always have a definiteness in my vision and make sure it's the biggest in the room. That's all I know. That's why when I work with Satish as well for Thinking Grow Rich, when the president of Thinking Grow Rich, when I work with it, I still don't think as big as him for Thinking Grow Rich. I think huge though. I think huge. But I know inside my gut, he still thinks bigger. I still, that's why it works like this. And I'm so humbled by this. I'm so excited. I get to be his right hand. I get to be his, his, his B, uh, player, B player. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm honored. Because I still don't know how big this guy thinks. He has so much more wisdom, so much more experience, so much more years on me. He's seen things I don't even know exist yet. So I humble and I go, let's do it. I'm here. Let's run. Wherever you say, let's go. The moment, just know this, the moment, and he knows as I know this, and because this is just truth. The moment, if I have a bigger vision and he starts thinking smaller than it, like, oh, I don't think that's whatever. The moment that happens, it's going to be a disharmonious partnership now. Because we have to see the same things. You get what I'm saying? I hope this answers the question. Like the way you find a good business partner is it? Is that the? So repeat it one more time so I make sure I answered it correctly. How do you find the perfect partnerships to fund or like fuel your business? So yeah, you are. It's almost the same that. thing. Yeah. But I'll even touch on the capital part. But you gotta first become the person to attract the perfect partner. Be the perfect partner. Too many of you in relationships expecting your partner to be great, and you're not fucking great. Yeah. Okay. Get over yourself. If you knew everything, you'd be dead. So you don't. So learn more. Um, and for the funding, uh, I'll tell you this. i never been funded. Like, so I can't. I'm not an expert in raising capital. I have friends who are. I think it's a great skill. I took a course on it as well. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the couple things I did learn. I'll share it with you. Number one is don't take uh, don't take investors or fund people who could fund, like give you money because they're – owning you in some way now because you know you owe them money or they own a piece of whatever you do don't take it from personalities you don't collaborate with you're not cooperative with it's the same thing again like being the right person and track the right funders too um i would never can you check facebook real quick to make sure my facebook didn't the live stream didn't cut off because someone just called and i want to make sure it didn't cut off can you guys still see you're me still good. You're still good. okay good okay awesome because one time it like froze it like cut off um, okay, we're good. So we got a bunch of people on, by the way. Love you guys so much. Thanks for getting on. So um, I would never take, I, like if I was raising money or whatever, I would never take money from someone that I don't connect with. Because when shit, listen, when it comes to money, everyone has the same religion. It's money. <laughs> when it comes to money, everyone has the same religion. It's money. 
They don't care about you. If their money's at stake, just know this. If you're with a terrible attitude person or a bad personality person or, or you don't mesh with them, they will make your life miserable, okay? So I, that's why I just don't take money, first of all, because I don't need it. I, I believe in the faith of my own mind so much that I can create the money from just action and sales and all this stuff. But if you're funding it, like go find an expert for that. I'm not giving you any advice because I don't know how to. I'll just tell you this. Make sure the people, I'm the expert in the person. Yeah. Make sure the people connect and they mesh. That's a big, big one, okay? Yes, next question. Yeah, I just want to add to your yeah. point, if, yeah, sure. if I can. So I think one of the most important parts about being a leader and being a player A, if you will, is having the humility and the knowledge of how to be a great player B. Yes. To somebody. Yes, right? this is such a good point. Like Armin, Armin is so good at what he does, and if you have ever seen him in his relationship with Satish, he's a great player B to Satish. Yeah. But... In other areas of his life, he's like my player A and I'm his B or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Something along those yeah. lines, right? Like the only way you get to be a great A is by knowing and having the strength, knowledge, and humility to be a great B. Yeah. True. And you'll be someone else. Like someone else will be your B when yes. you're an A. True. And that's just the cycle of success in life and as we grow throughout this process, yeah. right? You know what's so, another way of saying this, by the way? Yeah. To be a great teacher, you must be a great student. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. High five. So. Dropping a fire. Dropping a fire, Jeanette. <laughs> I, I want one of those sirens. I, do, 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 do. You get this podcast? We need one of those, man. Make it happen, bro. Where the sound effects, man? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Where's that from? <laughs> it's like DJ. Uh, DJ's just doing it. No, it's, not a, it's, a, it's a radio show. Yeah. It's a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know which one, though. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a podcast. Anyways. But, yeah, that, that's a very good point, by the way. I think it also makes me a great, better leader because I get to be a good student or a great like helper to another leader. I think yeah. it's a huge. So, yeah, that's why also coaching and mentorship is important. Get people in your life that you get to learn from. Right, they get to help too because um, it, it shows you what not only the characteristic traits you want from your people, but also you get to connect with those people that are helping you. So like, I appreciate the team that's here right now with me because I understand the work I do as well when I'm with my player area, my player area, right? So teach the president of thinking, grow rich, and and so I appreciate it so harmonious. We get each other as a connection. Next question. Yeah. What's the biggest hindrance to hindrance to success? No time or no money. Pass. I'm, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna hurt some people's feelings. Okay. I'm gonna hurt some people's feelings. What's, Say it again. What's this what's question? What's the biggest hindrance to success? No time or no money. <laughs> I mean, we can skip it. Did, did he? Did he just? My man said. This is a Steve Harvey impression. My brother said. No time. Or money. <laughs> oh we my! We've been watching a lot of Family Feud. A lot of uh, we watched Family Feud on the weekend, and uh, I totally reenacted it in the seminar. Uh, it was the greatest moment of life. Okay, so let me answer this question. Neither, obviously, neither. <laughs> that is not a hindrance to success. These are variables. Stop acting like you are not the creator of the of the formula. Okay, you say Armin, but but X plus Y doesn't equal Z on the paper. Who's writing? things your hand you you get to choose so it could be a hindrance or it could be an advantage someone says i only got three hours a week to work on my dreams because i got all these responsibilities someone looks at that and says oh i got no time so i got no dreams then screw it another one says damn i'm about to get so good that i can get my dreams up and running in three hours so time is not a hindrance it is just the situation there's no good or bad what do you make of it is what matters and it's not money that is let me tell you something 
I read this in, in a Jim Rohn book. Oh my God, let me change your life. Money is never, never an excuse. You say, Armin, but that's the biggest excuse in the world. Everybody doesn't have money to. Yeah, everyone's broke. You know when I sell things from a stage or when I'm doing sales, someone's like, oh, I can't afford it. I'm like, yeah, no one can. No one can afford my course. No one can afford my program. You know why? Because they're not budgeting for it. Why are you acting like someone has a savings account waiting to spend on things that are important? You don't. So stop acting like, oh, I can't, I can't afford it. I know you can't. What do we do now is the important question. I don't care if you, I didn't talk to you because you can't afford it. We didn't talk about whether you can do this. You can. You didn't prepare. Now it's like, what are you going to do? So let me give you a Jim Rohn quote that changed my life. Or was it TGR? I don't know. It was one of the, it was all these great, you know, it's all Napoleon Hill at the end of the day. It's not the lack of money, but the lack of ideas that make money. Whoo! Let me say it again. Do, 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 do. It's not the lack of money that's keeping you poor. It is the lack of ideas that make money. Where are we going with this, Armin? Ideas are free. Yes, let me tell you why. <laughs> ideas happen in the mind. If you can't come up with an idea to make money, that's why you're poor. That's why you're broke. Not because you don't have money in the bank. Money in the bank on top of that. Oh my God, he's doing it. I, I, so. I love you, man. He's creating sound effects. We're about to have it. Money... <laughs> in the bank does not even mean you have money yet. You can spend it, it's gone. So unless you can come up with ideas that create money, you will always be broke. Are you, listen, are you getting this? I'm in a job, I'm making $100,000 a year. You're broke, you're broke, you know why? Because in that job, you have no compelling reason to create ideas that make money. The moment you lose that job, done. Poverty, you're homeless. I'm serious, I'm being drastic, but that's the point. You have not developed ideas. Everyone say ideas. Ideas. I feel like it's a seminar right now. <laughs> right? Ideas, guys. It's the lack of ideas to make money, not the lack of money. It's called resourcefulness and imagination. You have a lack of imagination. Okay? Someone comes. They say, Armin, but I really want this house. I want to buy, buy my dream house. Okay, no problem. See, but I can't afford it. Okay? So, no one can. No one can afford it. No, some people can't. No, they can't because they didn't think about buying it when they had, even if they had the money, they're not thinking about buying a house. So you can't afford, no, you can't afford anything. That's where you start. You start with, you can't afford anything. Why? Because you didn't think about buying it unless you literally made money just for that. If you say I have no money, that's why I cannot afford it. You are so mistaken. Let me please help you out for the rest of your life. Okay. Let me share with something with you that I learned. Why can't you come up with the idea on how to make the money? That is the problem here. Not that you don't have the physical cash, but you lack the imagination to create ideas to make the money. You say, Armin, you're going somewhere with this. Yes, I'm trying to save your life. There is nothing in life you can't have because you have the ability to use your imagination to create the ideas that can get you it. True or false? I'm serious. I'll give you examples. And money's not the only way. I used to think, I'm like, oh, I would love to travel, travel, travel. You know, out of nowhere, I have friends hit me up like, hey, I got a free ticket to Miami. You want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. Did I need money for that? No. But my imagination was, oh, I'm going to get it. Just give me an idea. So I meet people that want to give me stuff. I'm not saying that's the only way. I'm just saying that's one of the ways. So I don't always need money. Does that make sense? Like if I was, if I was poor, honestly, if I was like homeless mm -hmm. and I had this brain still, you know, I'd be out of it so quickly. I would walk into restaurants instead of saying, can you give me food? I'd be like, is there any work can you done here? Cause I'm willing to work to give me some food. That's an idea. I don't need to give you $14 to give me a meal. I can give you $25 worth of service first. 
then I get a job too. Then I'm out of poverty. Boom. You guys got to start using your mind. Mind is underutilized. You got a Ferrari sitting in the garage. You never touch it. Still taking your bike around. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. Hit it up. Mm. Oh, it's the Family Feud I button. Love it. I love it. Upton with the sound effects. All right, so, so, uh, so, okay, so, once again, it's not time because time, by the way, the less time you have, the more skilled you become. So, it's actually an advantage. The more time you have, the more you procrastinate. That's just the truth. That's very true. So, don't say, I don't have enough time. No, you do have enough time. In fact, busy people get more done than anyone else. Because you know how to use time. Just use it towards something productive. That's all we're saying. And money is never an excuse. Please, for the rest of your life, just cut that out of your just cut it out of your vocabulary. Take it out of your mind. You having not enough money is never an excuse. Ever. You're just lazy and don't want to use your imagination to create an idea to make money. Next question. Really quick, I'm gonna do some Instagram shout-outs. Instagram shout-outs. Um, we've got Tori Jade with Star Eyes and Ideas in caps. Ideas. Esther Goli, that is true, and the thinking face. Um, and all right, we'll move into the next question. At your company. Hold on, we got some. We got some Facebook. We, we got Facebook Kelly Ponta here? saying so true. Okay. Hey, Jagger Gordon, we got the man himself. What's uh? What's the charity he created? It's it's such a. I remember the charity he created. He has the only restaurant in Toronto that offers food that you can pay whatever you want for. A grocery wow. store. What? Jagger Gordon. Greatest thing. He's on right now. If you want something done right, give it to the busiest person you know. Jagger, man, good to have you. I'm honored. He created the... I wish I... Jagger, post your thing, man. Post your post your link to your uh, to charity. It's great. I just haven't talked to you for so, like, years at this point. Um, he was on... Uh, he was, like, viral on Facebook. He created the first grocery store in Toronto where people can come. It's good for people that can't afford it. And they pay whatever they want for the, for the groceries. He's actually incredible. And he uses the produce that restaurants don't use. Wow. So he takes them and he, and he makes, and he's a chef. Chef Jagger Gordon. And he makes incredible meals. So it's just beautiful what you do, man. I want to give you, I want to commend you very highly, man. Yeah. Uh, two free pay what you want. Oh, it's called two free pay what you can restaurants and grocery stores. Two free pay. Just drop a link, man. I'm giving you a plug right here, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to give you a plug. Um, it's actually called something. I, for, I don't know why I'm blanking. I'm thinking Hell's Kitchen, but that's not it. <laughs> Jagger, I love you. You know my intention, man. Um, but yeah, it's really good. So thanks for being on here. Feed It Forward. There you go. Feed It Forward. Such Feed a great name. Feeditforward.com. Feed Feed you can check it out, by that the way, guys. You know, it's a great name. He's, what he does is incredible. Jagger, I commend you very highly, man. Um, so yeah, so I hope this is helping out for everyone watching so far. Uh, Jeanette, what's the next question? So, well, at your company, so yeah. I'll just say at ESSA, what do you feel is more important or what comes first, the clients or the team? That's a good question. Someone's going to get hurt in this equation. It's okay. I'm not, we're not hurt. Yeah, you good, it's, it's definitely the team. Amazing. It's the team. <laughs> no, I'll tell you right now, it's the team. 100,000% is the team. Jack Ma had this question answered. Yeah. Jack Ma had this question you give me that smirk. Jack Ma, <laughs> someone answered, asked Jack Ma the same question, the owner of Alibaba. And they said, who is more important, the shareholders or your partners or your employees? He goes, my employees. They go, really? All the shareholders got pissed, right? They're like, that's not, that's not good. He's like, the shareholders give me money. He's like, without my employees, nothing would happen. Very fucking true. He's like, where were the shareholders when the stocks dropped? Buying out their money. Where are my employees in my f***ing office 14 hours a day working on fixing it? Wow. 
I'm getting goosebumps. Jack Ma, Jack Ma shout out. If you ever see this. Yeah, that's, that's my answer. It's my team. I can, customers come and go. Some of my, a lot of my customers become family. If they become like team, right? Like Elisa, I love you. If they become like team, you're a part of team now to me. But the people, listen to me carefully. The people on the Titanic, yes, they're important. They pay for the tickets. I get it. Um, but without the people in the bottom of that ship, pouring the coals, the captain, the, the, nothing would happen. And it's those people. I got a bunch of wolf faces. Sorry if I hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> my bad. I got to keep out. Uh, <laughs> my bad. So without the team, I mean, even the team on the Titanic were saving the customers' lives. Were the customers saving lives? No. They were all like, put me on the boat. Put me on the boat. But all the guys, some of them died. The, the musician band on Titanic was playing while they were dying. They were, they were playing the damn cello. Titanic is sinking. That's team. And let me tell you, let me tell you definition of team. The band, one of them just started playing. The rest of the team in the band were trying to run around. They saw that one playing. He goes, no, nah, man, that's my team. What? Yeah. Went right next and started playing with them. <laughs> then the whole band came back together like we're going to die together playing. That's what, that. Did they go and save the customers that paid them? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right? Get a little snippet of Titanic music going on. The team played the cello and the violin, whatever the else they were doing, while the ship was sinking. So when my, my company, hands down, even at two employees, up to 200 employees one day, the team is what matters first. If I had an option to take the money we have, and do something better for the customers or do something better for myself or do something better for a team, I'm putting on the team. Because it's the team that is providing the ideas, the service, the heart into building this thing. And let me tell you something else, and this is the greatest compliment I received at my seminar this weekend, at the end of it when we did something called the Circle of Honor, which is how great the people in my team are. And I had these customers telling me, these clients, these amazing new family for me, were telling me, do you even know what you have? Do you know the kind of people you have on your team? And I looked at them and I said, you know, I'm still trying to find out how lucky I am to have people like this. Still trying to find out how. In my mind, I know how. It's because I first paid the price to become someone like this. So I'm not in shock. I first became the person that can have people like this. That's it. My gratitude is using what I have. I use the most potential out of this team and from this business. That's my way of showing thanks. Are we recording here this whole time? Yeah. Because I haven't looked into this camera even yeah. once yet. It's no, okay. It's uh, four minutes left till one hour is done. Yeah, don't worry. We're going to go a little over. Right. So we started late. Instagram yeah, yeah. We, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. What's the, does that answer your question, by the way? Yeah. What's the most important part? Team. Were you just waiting to see if I say that answer because you're looking at me like that? No. I knew you were going to say <laughs> team. Like, is it team or clients? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say. Of course, the TM already. is everything. I I know I know how you feel, but I'll take your team. The people don't. Know. I'll take your team every day. We're hiring, by the way. If you guys are interested, you talk. I'm serious. We're looking for we're looking for talent and skill, but really we're looking for heart. Like, I don't work with people who don't have heart. Anyways, what's next? Some Instagram shoutouts. Esther says, "Ideas can be your gift from God. Don't forget about yummies." <laughs> <laughs> Plug. That's so true. Love you want to go? You want to have some good food in Richmond? You go to Yummies Chip and Dip on Young End. 
Young and Major Mac. Young and Major Mac. It's on the right side of the street. If you're going north, it's on the left side. If you're going south, it's really good food. It's a family business, uh, extended family business of mine. So if you guys want to go check it out, you can. It's great food. Awesome. They have massive burgers. It's as big as your dreams. Homemade. Best. And then uh, we actually got a question through IG as well. Yeah, let's go. Unrelated, but do you believe in the law of attraction? Uh, do you believe in the law of gravity is my response to you. Uh, you don't ask that, do you? No. No, it's a law. You don't believe in it or not believe in it. Because if I were to answer... Who is it, by the way? Who asked it? Tori J. Tori J. First of all, thank you so much for asking this question. I truly appreciate you. Let me answer you with, with some real truth perspective. I don't go around saying, do you believe in the law of uh, gravity? That'd be ridiculous, right? I'm, I'm trying to give you a perspective of this. If it's a law, it's not a believing or not believing thing. It's just happening, right? Okay, so it's not, it's not the question. It, you should be saying, are you consciously using the law of attraction? That's a better question, right? Right? I'm just trying to give it back to you because don't program your mind thinking like, do you believe it? Because now you're opening up this conversation where you can go up to them like, do you believe in the law of attraction? They go, nah. No. <laughs> what do you mean, nah? It's like, do you believe in the sun comes up in the morning? Nah. You'd be like, where are you from? Where are you from? So it's a law for a reason. Unless you're saying the, the method or strategy of attraction. Now it's different. The law of attraction actually is called the law of compensation. If you think about it in uh, Napoleon Hill's terms, thinking grow rich. Um, it's about what you do has an effect some way or another and it comes back to you in some way, shape or form. Um, and the law of attraction scientifically in the brain is, you know, a part of the brain that makes you notice things. So it's not that the law of attraction, and I don't know, by the way, I, like, I know I get it, it's a law like gravity or the law of opposites or the law of cause and effect. Um, yes, I do. My answer is yes, but we shouldn't ask if we believe in these things because they're real. I don't believe in the law of math, you know, because it's math. Whether you believe it or not, it's real. That's why it's a law, right? So yes, I do, by the way, Tori, to answer your question. But also I want to tell you the law of attraction is, uh, is very mis misperceived. Like, you know, people just, you guys watch The Secret and you think, you know, like, stop it. Okay, no, stop. The Secret, you know, like, I'm just saying, The Secret <laughs> is like 1% of thinking grow rich. Point five. Point not even. Law of attraction even the law of attraction isn't isn't even brought up in Think and Grow Rich. And it's the greatest philosophy of success on the planet. How'd that happen? Because someone created some I don't even know if it's a law. I don't even know. I know there is something like that. I know there's something that someone when you do things, things come back. I understand that. I have not like I haven't seen my research yet. I haven't done it. I personally haven't. But I know there's law of compensation. What I do, I will get paid back in some way, shape, or form. There's law of increasing and decreasing returns. There is law of cause and effect, which means for every effect I have, there's a cause. And when people don't know the cause, they call it a miracle. So I know that. I know that because that's real. Um, but in, even in thinking grow rich, like it's there's no law. He doesn't. Napoleon never says law of attraction. He doesn't. He says have a definite and its purpose. Do the right things. Influence your subconscious mind. You get what you want. So, yeah, don't watch The Secret and think you know everything. I got people. No, trust. Oh, Tori says, I know where you're coming from. I know. I love you too, Tori. I, 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 I got people, like, watching The Secret, sitting on their toilet, and, like, as they're, as they're taking their two, number two, they're like, oh, no, if I just visualize it, I'll have it. So they're sitting down pretending like they're driving the car, flushing the toilet, you know. That's not going to bring it to you, my friend. I'm just sorry to break it to you. You can visualize all you want, but without action, it's not going to happen. Got to take action. So that's my, that's my answer. Awesome. One more question we got? 105? You want to take another? One more question. Okay. I'll do a quick one. Is Instagram still live? Yeah, we got like it's one minute and 45 on, seconds. But I think it'll go off. Tell me. Come on. Let's do it. How do I sort through my experiences and accomplishments into content that people actually want to hear about? Ooh. This might not be a, a one minute. Yeah, what's the next question? If you're running a business with a low profit margin, what's the best way to scale? That totally depends on your business. I'm not going to give general nope. advice on that. 
get an expert in your field to tell you how to do that. <laughs> okay, maybe you can do well, that. Well, I'll answer it in the best way I know possible. Develop your mind to a degree where your imagination creates ideas on how to do that. Someone else shouldn't tell you that. You should know your business so well, better than anyone else, that they, you can come up with the idea. So why don't you turn yourself into a person that comes up with those ideas? Or hire the expert. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So we'll keep that first question for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's, yeah. what's the next one? And that was your for running a business answer? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And your first generation Canadian, what would you suggest to other first generation Canadians who want to create their own Canadian dream by running a business? What do you mean, what would I suggest? What would you suggest? I should create a course on how to ask questions. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, these are, just in your question, I can see the problem. Just in the way you ask questions, I can see the problem. They're vague. You don't even know what you want in the question. There is an in, these are indefinite. These like they lack definiteness. Say the question again. You're first generation Canadian. Yeah. What would you suggest to other first gen Canadians who want to create their own Canadian dream? First gen means I was born here. You were born here. And okay. Your parents immigrated here. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. So what would you say to them, people who also want to create their own Canadian dream by running a business, okay. especially outside of their parents' comfort zones? Oh, oh, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> okay, so first of all, let me let me go back on here real quick. Yeah, go back on live. Real quick, sorry guys, we're gonna go a little over because obviously these are awesome. So we're checking connection, going back. So the question was, how do we, as a first generation Canadian, like if your immigrant parents came here and then you were born here, well, that was my situation. How do you build your dream? Um, you know, especially outside of the comfort zone of your parents. First yeah. of all, let go of your parents. Like, like stop. Don't. They're not part of the equation. I'm sorry to tell you, unless you have parents that are super supportive and harmonious and open-minded, and like if they're immigrant parents, like I'm just letting you know, yeah, take them out of the vision. Think about your future. You're like, Armin, that's mean. My family. I love your family. I didn't say hate your family. I just said they're not a part of your de deciding factor. But Armin, that's really hard to do in a family where they're always on you. Well, get the hell out. That should be your first purpose. Don't build a business yet. You're not ready. Yeah. You're going to have a terrible time. Move out. Oh, Armin, I don't have money. Go make money! Like, it's simple, isn't it? Yeah. Reverse engineer to the first problem you have and solve it first. I want to change the world. Well, why don't you change your bank account first? I'm just, I'm serious. I want to go change people's lives. Well, are you, are you still messed up? Yeah, okay, so fix that first. Is that not the first thing you should do? It is. You're, like, you're in the, you're in the, <laughs> you're at home. I want to make sure everyone in this world can drive anywhere they want to go by, ha by having a car. I'm like, great. I'm going to take a bus to the next appointment. I'm like, what? <laughs> Get a car first. That's your first goal, isn't it? So I'm just being honest with you. Like you gotta, I can go on for hours on how much parents have messed their children up. I can, I can cry about this. I can cry about this. It is crime. Let's get clear on it. It is crime. I'm not saying parents are bad people. I'm saying because of the lack of awareness from generations down it is just abusive crime, taking the confidence and the pr privilege of thinking from their children without knowing. I'm not saying any, any parent, I mean, most parents are having children and saying, we're going to screw this kid up. No one, no one does that. I know parents are good people. Pa no, like, you know, Mary isn't in the hospital and the baby comes out, eh, holds it. it's like, what'd you have? It's like, I have a little Johnny, but I think he's going to be a loser in life. Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that doesn't happen. We need a laugh track. Okay, do 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 do. 
right? It doesn't happen. Sorry. But the problem is, how come Johnny grows up to be a loser? How come? If you're Johnny watching this, listen very carefully. How come? It's because the parents have no clue what they're doing. Have you noticed something? Let me tell you something. Have you noticed something? No parents take a course on parenting before they have... Let me scare the shit out of you. No parent in this world, like, like I'm saying like most, like 99%, yeah. do not take a parenting course before their children is born. How criminal. That is like getting a surgeon yeah. to operate on you without going to school. Oh my goodness. That's, it's not even as bad. At least the surgeon can do some things like physically and fix it. You are doing mental surgery on a baby as it grows up. And no no education. Have you ever stopped to think about that? What made people think that just because they're having the child, they are completely entitled and know what they're doing now? What? Blowing my mind. I can't even believe this is real. I can't. You don't, and you know what, you know when this started? When I actually sat there, I'm like, and I saw there's parenting courses, like conscious parenting, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, these are great tools. If the parent knew this at the age of two with their child, they would be in a better place. And then it hit me. What parent do I know that actually learns how to parent before they become a parent? Nobody! That's very oh my geez. It's the same thing with uh, relationships. Same thing. Just because you have an emotion of love, I'm ready. I know I'm how to ready. do this. What? Okay, well, you have an emotion to go skydiving. Don't don't train. Just jump out. See what happens. driving, bro. Driving. Driving, yeah. Just get behind the wheel because you, you're desiring it now. You got a car. Start driving. There's Isn't there a school? License. Hey, don't you got to get a... You should get a license to parent. We're making this up. That's true. Hit me, with the, hit me with the sound effect. You should get a license to parent. <laughs> Terrible de delay. Did not hit that key. Total delay. What's going on, bro? There's a delay, man. You should get a license to parent. <laughs> That's a laugh, man. We gotta hit the do 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 do. It's all right, don't worry. You need a license to parent. Do not bring a child into this earth unless you are prepared to take care of them. This is dear to my heart. This part. You like you understand? Like, if you're a parent watching this right now, the first thing you should do today is look Google up a parenting course. You're like, no, but Armin, my kids are already grown up. They're thirty. They're twenty. Yeah, yeah. So you better do it quick. We don't know what you did. We don't know what you... No, they're good kids. Yeah, every parent thinks their kids are good kids. Same shit with the I can't afford it. Yeah, I know. Because you're not, you're not prepared to look at why they're not good kids or why they grew up messed up. Bring them to me. I'll show you about 12 different things. And here's the worst part. The parents want the kids to be like them. And if they're messed up because their parents wanted their, them to be like them, they're all, we're all just messed up. It's a train of messed up people. You got to face it and you got to fix it. Coming back to the kids, what would you suggest for them? Just a tap, let go? If the kid's watching this, if you have parents that just don't understand you, first of all, let me tell you this. My parents, my family didn't understand what I was doing, okay? I don't blame them. Like, I'm not angry. No one in my family tree, gene genealogy, anything like this. I understand. So just understand this. The disbelievers, they don't hate you. They're just in disbelief because they don't know it's possible. You know, in, in 19, it was in 1984, mm. no one thought, Running a mile in four minutes is possible. No one. And then Roger Bannister came out of nowhere. Did it. And what happened? 
everyone else did it after that. Tons of people did it after that. Yeah. Until they see you do it and it's possible, they will be in disbelief. Mm-hmm. So your parents, you can't expect so much from them. Just love them and accept them the way they are. That's, that's all we can do here. That's all we can do. Love them and your relationship will grow. So my mom, dad, they weren't against what I was doing. I was always in sales and business. They weren't against it, but they had no idea. They had no expertise in it. So they didn't know whether it's going to work out or not. So they're always worried. Until it started working, now they're your number one fans. They want to show up to your seminars with their friends. Shout out to my mom if she's watching. <laughs> Armin, why is it that people are afraid to step out of their comfort zone? Uh, good question. Absolutely, Nelson. And that's a question we just got on Facebook Live. It's a variety of things, but it all comes down to one thing. It's low self-esteem. The person just doesn't believe they can do more than what their comfort zone is. That's it. They just don't see themselves as anything bigger. And we call this self-image and self-esteem. Self-esteem is when you don't know if you're a good person. That's completely responsible for the parent. The parent's fault is that. When you can't raise your child to think they're a good person because all you can do is remind them on all the things they're not doing right. Now, if you're watching this and you're a little sad because you know you've done this, it's okay. Own it and then fix it starting now. Go call your child. Tell them, mom, dad, mom or dad watching this, call the son, daughter. Hey, I don't know if you've ever, not all Armin, I always tell them I'm proud of them. Yeah, you probably tell other people you're having a great day too and you're lying. You always tell you always give them hugs. I always love my kids. Yeah, I know. But you got to understand this surface level doesn't work. Humans are deeper than this. Mm, Humans want deeper than this. Humans want you to hold them more than three seconds for a hug. Humans want you to actually take the, the, the liberty and the, and the time to think about something good about them for real that they believe is real too and you comment on that. Your kids are looking for that. In the last episode, we talked about not accepting compliments. Why? Because growing up, all the things we did here of opinions of others were usually bad. So now we're, we're craving for something good for someone else to say. Or the fastest way to get rid of that is stop caring what people say, good and bad. But if you're, if you're a mother or a father and you have a kid, call them right now. Call them today. Hey, listen, I want to apologize if I've never ever told you. I really think you're such a great person for I've done this in your life. If they're young, start planting it in their mind. They say, Mom, Dad, I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to be, you know, I always tell this example. Sonny was at Reborn. And he says, you know, when I was younger, because his dad is the president of Think and Grow Rich, right? So, like, imagine the kind of thinking and uh, parenting he got. He said, when I was younger, I went up to my dad and said, Dad, I'm going to be the president of Canada one day. And he looked at him and said, son, you're going to be the greatest president of Canada anyone has ever seen. And you know what Sonny said in, at Reborn? He goes, you know awesome about that? There's no such thing as a president of Canada. <laughs> But my dad still made me believe I could be the greatest at it. That's what you should be doing for your child. There's some delays, bro. It's okay, yeah. (laughs) That's what you got to do for your children. If you're a child, listen, just understand your parents got that done to them. So just release all expectations. Like, oh, man, that's hard. I know it's hard. But hard is easy. So do it. Once you do it once, it's good. It's easy. Ready to go. I let it go. Don't try to change family. That's the beginning of suffering. Don't try to change others. Beginning of suffering. Unless they want to be changed, they don't need your help. Stop soliciting advice and coaching to people that are not your clients. <laughs> they didn't sign up for it. They don't give a Always assume. Safe. When in doubt, assume. They don't give a Don't assume the opposite. Everyone's assuming, no, they need my help. They need to hear this. That's a terrible assumption. When's the last time you, let me ask you, when's the last time you 
We're walking around thinking, I hope someone tells me what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no one, never. You don't do that. Why would you expect someone else to? But you know what you do expect walking around? You always wish someone could like notice what you're doing, what you're doing right. So do that for people. Do that for people. I look at my family, I'm like, wow, that's so awesome that you did this. It's the smallest thing. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Built a connection with family, okay? I'm just being real with you guys, right? Like, no here. So if you're a child and if you're a, like, if you're a young person trying to create your dreams in your parents' comfort zone, like, that's normal. Like, you're not special. That's normal. Don't worry about it. Go out of your house. Don't work from home. Go sit at a Tim Hortons if you have to or a, a Starbucks or whatever, a coffee shop, and work on your dreams. They might hound on you. Just get really good at coping with it until you show some success. Then, you know, there's a story of uh, in India, it's really bad to gamble, right? It's like totally like, you can't gamble in India. Now it's like, it's more whatever. But the back in the day, in India, if you gambled, like they disowned you. Like it was like, if you drink or gamble, it's like, no. And so there was this, uh, a certain day there was a son and the son always went and gambled. And you know, he gambled with his friends and he would come back and he'd lie and his mom would be like, are you gambling again? What the hell's wrong with you about it? And he would always get angry. And uh, cause he would go lose some money and come back. And one day he won a lot of money. Comes home. His mom says, again? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he started like, you know, coming to hit her. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell's wrong with you? He goes, no, 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 but mom, I want some money. She says, how much? <laughs> he goes, well, this much. She goes, okay, it's okay sometimes, people. It's okay. <laughs> See, they'll always be uncomfortable until you show them why it's good. I'm not saying gamble. I'm just saying the point is, parents are always going to be uncomfortable with what you're doing until they see it works. I'm telling you. Even to this day, my family, like, they don't know what I really do. Like, some of them know, but none, like, all of them think I just speak or whatever, right? I used to tell them I'm a model. Like, because I always used to dress well and go to the office. They had no idea what my business was. But they'd be like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm just modeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, that's all they can see to make sense of. Or if I try to explain to them, I develop people's minds and change their belief systems by going into the cycle. They'd be like, what the hell do you mean? Did you go to school for therapy? I'm like, no, I'm not a therapist, but I'm a coach. And I, it never would make sense. But to this day still, when they show up to an event or ask them what's going on, they just go, so are you making money? Still the question. You making money? I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like... That's not the only measurement. Okay, yeah, I'm making money. That's good. There you go. There you go. I'm making money. Right? They don't know anything else. So you gotta meet people eye level, right? Where are they at? And just speak their language. Don't go to a six-year-old trying to talk twelve-year-old game. Don't go to a sixty-year-old trying to talk to 20, 25 or thirty-five-year-old game. Uh, and Vitalin is different in, in the world today. All right, where are we at right now? How long has it been? It's one twenty. First 90 minute show, big shout out. It's an anniversary. I'm giving more because it's the one month anniversary. That's, That's what's true. happening. Another 10 minutes, we're going to kill it. All right. We're speak- going to finish at 90 minutes in. Speaking of, yeah, let's Esther, do some shout outs. Esther again. Love you, Armin and Upton, and we're proud of you guys. Okay. May God you, bless you. That's my auntie right there. Love Order of Yummy's Chip and Dip, Young and Manager Mac. I'm <laughs> plugging in people. I'm not plugging my own stuff. Aziz uh, says, Hello, how do you turn negative thoughts to positive? I'll get to that. Oh. And then uh, Mia Di Rosa. Says hello. Yo, we've had more questions from audiences this episode. Yeah. Than I know. Yeah. Thanks for submitting questions. Know. It's guys. just the beginning. Live questions. We appreciate it. Yeah, we truly do. Keep asking questions, guys. And I'm making a. I made a website. It's not up yet. It's called askarmin.com, and that's where you're going to be able to go ask your questions, and that'll be up very soon. So um, let's answer this question. How do you turn your positive, negative thoughts to positive thoughts? Yeah. I'm about to get really angry, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> let's end it on a. Let's end on, on a, a good a note. Passionate note. Who, yeah. who, who asked it? It was, ooh, it was um, Aziz. Aziz, Azizam. 
Habibi, <laughs> let me show you exactly how. Let me do me a favor right now as you're watching, okay? As you're watching, I want you to take your hand like this. I just want you to raise it up like this, just like that, okay? Now, let me ask you a question. How'd you do that? How'd you do that? No, like, ex like I just did it. No, no, no. Explain to me the complicated process. How did you take your hand from here and bring it up? Tell me. There has to be a process. Tell me how you did it because I want to know how you took your hand from here and put it up here. I'm just curious. What do you mean? I just, I just, you know, did it. Okay. That's how your thoughts work. That instant. That instant. People are acting like it's a process. The only thing in life that's instant is thinking. Only thing. Everything else is time. Everything else takes time. Everything else takes time. But the only thing that's absolutely instant with no delay is your thoughts. Well, let me ask you a question. You have negative thoughts happening? You want to change them, right? Well, you know how to change a thought. If you don't know how to change a thought, are you a potato? Come on, bro. Don't tell me you don't know how to change a thought. I'm going to tell you how fast it changes. Instant. Instant. You want to change a thought? No different than raising your hand. It's just do it. Just do it. Look behind you. <laughs> That's a Darth Vader joke, okay? <laughs> you got you got to just do it. You mean like how? Okay, well, let me give you a tiny exercise. Maybe you don't know good thoughts to think. First of all, you need a purpose in your life. Or else all this shit doesn't make any sense. It means nothing. So you need to know what you want in life. Or else you're just wasting time. But if you know what you want and you're thinking negative things, you want to go positive. First of all, it's instant. Just change your thinking. I don't, I don't understand. How, how do I teach someone how to think of something different. Like, that's like saying how to breathe. Like, just do it. I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, raise your hand. I don't know. How do, this is a process. First, think about it. Second, do it. Like, what, what is the process? It's not a process. You just do it. Decisions are the same way. Once you know all the facts and you know what the uh, information is, just decide. You're like, how do I decide? What do you mean, how do you decide? Just decide. Just decide. If I flip a coin in, in midair, does it stop to think about how it's going to, how it's going to land? <laughs> Good. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a yeah. really good one, right? If I flip a coin in midair, is it going to stop to decide which one is going to land? No, it just happens. Yeah. Make a decision. So here's how you change your negative to po positive to negative, okay? If it's really hard for you because you have an ingrained habit of always thinking, here's how you think good. Come to Reborn. Huh? Guys, come to Reborn. Come to Reborn Experience. That's it. Thank you so much for watching, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, and actually, you got to come if that's a problem for you. I'll give you a tiny exercise right now. Grab a piece of paper. And for like a minute straight, consciously sit down and write down every single thought you're having, okay? And then see which ones are good and which ones are bad. Now consciously sit down for five minutes and write a bunch of good thoughts that you want to, that you want that will fuel you for your purpose. Not just good thoughts. I'm happy. No, it's not a good thought because if you're happy but you don't, want, you're broke. You're not gonna be happy. So don't lie to yourself. Write down a list of all the good thoughts you want to think. Write them down. When you something magical happens when you take a thought from your brain and put it into a piece of paper, like on a piece of paper. Something magical happens. I don't know how to explain it, but it's good. Write down a list of all the positive thoughts and then read them over and over and over and over and over and over and oh, zoom in over and over. That's what Gary did in this video. Zoom in over and over and over and over and over again. Over again. Until it's become a prominent thought in your mind. It's dominant. The problem is you're thinking, guys, your thoughts are just recycled things you're hearing and seeing from the outside. I'm going to say that again. Rubber band drop. <laughs> me, me, me and the team have too much fun here. This is not work. I don't know how to say it. This is not a business. At this point, it's just a, it's a fun. I hang out with friends every day and we just have fun. Uh, and money comes in somehow. I don't even yeah. know what happens. Money just shows say up. Say that again. We hang out with friends we just have fun, but money shows up. What the
What happens? No, 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 I'm talking about Okay, you ready? Ready for this? I actually forgot. What was it? <laughs> Hold on, oh, rubber no. band drop. It's oh, a rubber no. band drop. <laughs> you distracted me with the rubber band drop. I know, I know. Drop. Wait, no, no, no. I'm going to say it. I got to say it because I... Oh, oh. All of your thoughts are just recycled things oh, you've heard God. and yep. seen on the outside. You're like, but Armin, that's impossible. I think of this on my own. No! There is no way it would have been in your mind unless you have observed it through sense impressions on the outside first. I had to see that in a movie, in a person's face, in their opinion, in the news, from my mom, from my dog. I had to see it, hear it, feel it somewhere before the residue came into my mind. And now it's just replaying, replaying. So a great way to recondition this is sit down with a piece of paper and write down all that you want to think about because when you write it, so you're seeing it and you're going to say it out loud, you're going to hear it and you're doing it, it's going to create a new pattern in the mind and the other one's going to leave. And another great way to stop negative thinking, here's another good one, question it. You guys don't question things enough. Imagine if someone's driving and like rolls out the window, hey, get in the car, let's just go somewhere. You're like, what do you, what do, you do? Oh, okay. Do you do that? Well, think of every thought like a car. And your mind is a highway. Hold on, another rubber band drop. Hold on. Think of every thought like a car and your mind is like a highway. Do we have a whiteboard here? Yeah. No, we can't do it. No, don't, don't worry about it. We can't do it. We got to buy one. I'm going to start using whiteboards in this. Think of your mind like a highway with hundreds of cars coming and going. Okay, imagine this. Every thought is a, every car is a thought. It's just driving by, driving by. Your choice is to get in the thought. This is good. It's your choice. Thoughts are going to come. They're like, Armin, it's like a flood. I can't stop it. The thoughts are just coming. Yes, I know. That's what the mind does. It's just a lot of thoughts. Meditation is stopping the highway. Road closed. We're in construction today. That's meditate. That's why it's important to meditate. Got to learn to control the highway. Stop cars. Stop there, sir. I just had a vision of Chris Tucker in uh, Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. He's in the middle, you know, right in the yeah, beginning yeah. of the movie. <laughs> Okay, the mind is like a highway. Your thoughts are like cars. Now you're asking me, Armin, I get into too many negative cars. Jeanette, you should sit in front of the cameras because I keep looking at you. Say, Armin, I'm getting in too many negative cars. I got to change them. Okay, great. Get in positive cars. What the hell is your problem? Now here's the question. You can, you can question it. Here's a good pattern interrupt. You're getting in negative cars. You're sitting in one. You're thinking about this thought. You're like riding with it now. You're like, what the this thought? Why am I thinking about this? You ever sit down in a room, you're like, I could just murder everyone in this room right now. That's a thought. Come. Every one of you psychopaths have thought, trust me. You sat in a room, you're like, well, I could just strangle this person to death right now. I mean, like, it just comes and goes. Because you saw it in a movie. That's what. That's the problem. You filled your mind. I don't watch scary movies. I just watch superhero movies because it's like it's the best in the world. All that's in my mind is how I can be hero, courageous, and get done. And evil. Uh, evil is always beaten by good. That's all that's in my mind. I don't watch stupid movies. That, what's that movie? It? Yeah. What a waste of life. Waste. Someone's waste. like, oh, I love that movie, Armin. You're hurting, you're hurting my feelings. That's great. That's a problem, man. That is a problem. Why do you watch those kind of... What does that do for you? I just realized clowns could be really bad. Oh, great. Are you going to be a circus clown? Because maybe you got to watch a movie if you're going to be a circus clown. Are you going to be a psychopath? Because maybe you should watch a movie. They'll tell you how to do it. What? Guys, you guys are too loose with what you let in your mind. It's honestly... It's sad. Like, I can cry for you, but I don't have time. <laughs> I can cry for you, but I just don't have the time. I'm too busy helping people that don't want to, don't want to stop doing that shit, helping them change it. I'm too busy doing it. But I can't cry for you. Cry for yourself. I seriously feel bad.
Feel bad because maybe some change will happen. Sit there and be like, what am I doing this? Why? Why am I watching movies? Why am I watching news? Why am I listening? Why am I hanging out with friends that say things? Why? Why? Some, Armin, someone asked me. I had, I had a friend ask me. I think I said this on the show once. I had a friend ask me, what do I do with my, like, you know, I always check on my ex to see how, how they're doing. I'm like, why? They're your ex for a reason. I don't get it. They go, no, 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 it's good for me. Because when I see that they're doing good, I come to peace with it. It's healthy. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not good. I'm like, do you ever leave a job and like once a week drive by to see who's working there now? What a, they're saying, they're like, yep, that sounds pretty actually. I'm like, that's exactly what it sounds like for you too. They go, so what do you do? I'm like, I block. I block everything. Why? That's so mean. I don't hate the person. I just block because I don't need to see it. Why do I need to see here? Why? I don't. It's not a part of the future now. What? You guys got to learn to cut. And if you don't, you'll let anything come into your mind. You're not kind to yourself. I'm telling you. You know what real kindness is? Putting yourself first until you're so good you can help others. You guys are all selfish people. All of you are selfish people if you're putting everyone in front of you. You're selfish because you're doing that for your own insecurities. You don't even want to help people. No, I do want to help people. If you did, you would help yourself first. How are you going to help someone who can't help yourself? How are you going to love someone who can't love yourself? How are you going to teach someone to make money you can't make it yourself? How are you going to learn how to budget money if you don't budget yourself? How are you going to parent someone if you don't parent yourself? How are you going to influence if you don't influence yourself? How are you going to tell someone else not to do this if you don't even know how to tell yourself not to do something? I don't know if we're talking clear or if we're starting revolutions. I don't know. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying, guys? So you got to start a new condition, man. You want to go negative to positive? Stop jumping in negative cars. Question it. Sit in the car be like, why am I in here? Why? Just be like, why am I thinking this? Why? Oh, uh, if you don't know the source, you can't stop the flow. That's another quote. Can you write these down? Upton. He's still trying to find the YouTube video that says da 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 da. But you got to hit it right now, man. I can do it right here. Look how fast I can do this. We got to hit one of these before I get off. No, we got we, we to gotta end it off. What's it called, by the way? Sound effect? Siren sound effect. Hold on, DJ. Here you go. In the interim, Shayla.roca? No, DJ Soundhorn. Okay, go ahead. Shayla.roca put some hearts. We got... I, I put hearts back to you. Legacy coaching. What was that? Legacy coaching put the... Legacy coaching. Ooh, my man is on. Man, I miss you, bro. We should meet up. We should meet up. I miss you. Legacy coaching. Look him up at Instagram. We're at 1:33 p.m. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna end it now because we're uh we're we're on some uh, some fasting tip right now. We gotta go eat actually. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Look, guys, just just to end this off. Remember, if you're thinking, question it. Where to come from? Who who taught me this? I had someone in my class this weekend. like, oh, I think this, and I'm like, what? I'm like, who put this in your mind? Oh, no, I think of myself. I'm like, no, 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 listen. Let me give you a fact of life that you should always remember. You don't think anything yourself originally, nothing. Everything is coming into you from somewhere. Now, that also includes God. That does include God. Meaning something that no one else says to you, but you got a vision put in your mind. That's different. But just understand everything else, 99.9% .9 of it is recycled from other people. So I hope whatever is coming in from other places is coming from good places. Are you guys following me? So question the thoughts, and then they will change. Question the thoughts, and they will change. Make a list. 
And more importantly, stop letting the source come in with the crap. Why? Okay, stop it. Okay? If you don't know the source, you can't stop the flow. That's a quote, man. Are you writing that down? One more time. If you can't stop the... If you can't... <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> All right, we're going to end the show, guys. Um, wow. Wow. I feel. I just had a moment. I know five years from now, I'll look back at these shows and think how they sounded. Uh, oh, thousand percent. I'm gonna look back. I'm like, how come I talk like this? Yeah. At the I, time of your vlogs, you were like, these are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at my vlogs now. Like, I look like an. <laughs> so th sorry to everyone who was around those when I was making them. But you know what? The heart was good. Intention was good. Love you guys so much for getting on. Oh my God, we have so. Much. I'm gonna comment to everyone back. I hope I answered all your questions. By the way, this concludes episode four of the Clear Talk Show. The number one show for entrepreneurs who need clarity. I'm so happy. I'm your host, Armin Shafi. I'm so happy you got to come watch, get clear on a few subjects. We have we had a lot of questions. How many? Like five, six? Ten. Ten questions we hit. Twenty, ten, ten questions and audience questions. So I love you so much. Without you guys, this would not be possible. And I just want you to know that if I hurt your feelings, if I hurt your feelings, um, I love you. Come back to the next episode, ask a question, and let's make friends because I'm here to help. I'm not trying to make anyone put, I'm not putting anyone down here. I'm trying to take the negative of a person down so that the person can go up. I hope you heard that, what I, what I said again. If you think of it like a, like a scale, the person is on one side, all the conditioning is on the other side. I'm just saying, I'm trying to tip the scale back, and I can't do it unless me and you partner up and look against the that is holding you back. And that's what I'm talking bad at, the bad stuff. Don't be peaceful about that. Be very angry about it because it's ruining your life. You got to admit it. It's ruining your life. These thoughts, these ideas, these people. It's okay. We'll create world peace when we have world, when we have peace in our world first. Rubber band drop. So thank you for watching episode four. We'll see you again next week, every Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern time. You come to Facebook, Instagram Live, or catch it on YouTube, LinkedIn. Eventually, we're going to do Periscope, Meerkat, Bobcat, Transcat, whatever it is out there. <laughs> we're going to do the show all the time. We're here for you. You have questions, we'll answer them on Clear Talk. The number one show for entrepreneurs who need clarity. See you guys next week.